Merritt Street, we're building a new morning show where our guiding principle is to always value your time. We'd love for you to join us. Be part of our community. Each morning will be packed full of news, information, advice, and a lot of fun. And we promise we'll never waste your time. I'm Dominique Soxa. I'm Fanchon Stinger. Join us for Morning on Merritt Street. 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Essential Television. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, they hooked up online. So you decided you were going to marry this guy before you ever met him. Correct. They've only seen each other once. Did you see his house? I haven't seen his house. Did you like his mother? I haven't met his mom. Should they be rushing to get married? Are you concerned that there might be things that you don't know about him? I'm not concerned. Do you get the sense that the audience is concerned? I know things are tough out there, but we can do this. If it matters to you, that's what I want to talk about. 10 seconds to air. We love you. Well, thank you. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Ready, camera five. Take track. Let's do it. seen any covered wagons come through here lately, but remember the days when a young man asked parents permission to marry their daughter? Y'all remember that, right? Went over and dug his toe in the carpet and said, oh, gee, golly, do you think maybe? I know I'm aging myself here, but I remember that. It didn't go really well when I asked Robin's dad. He thought I was like 20 years older than she was, but... I wasn't. I've just been bald since I was 12. What can I tell you? That's true. But we got a mom here today that has never even met or spoken to her future son-in-law. Now, it gets worse. Her daughter has only seen this guy in person once. Uh, Yeah, Shayla is marrying a man that she found online just 10 weeks ago. Now, you heard me right, 10 weeks ago. Now, Shayla, who got engaged via text message, she says that she knows Robert is the one for her, even though they've only spent one weekend together. Now, Mom Marty, yeah, she's just not feeling the love. Take a look. Shayla and Robert met on an online dating website. I never thought I would meet somebody on the internet, but I decided to try it out. When I first saw her picture, I was like, just wow, she's gorgeous. He was just in awe that I contacted him. Soon we were texting all day and all night. This is a stranger. No matter how much texting, talking, emailing they could possibly be doing, you really don't know this person. I felt a really strong connection with Shayla. A lot of it seemed like a fantasy. How could I be lucky enough to meet this just perfect woman? Robert and I decided through text message that we wanted to get married. Hearing her talking about marriage, I was in disbelief. When I told my mom that I was going to visit Robert, she got very worried. I just felt like before you go, I'd like to know his full name, his birthday, his address, his phone number. She definitely wanted to find out if he had any kind of criminal record or did any major crimes. If something happens, I wouldn't be able to tell somebody where my daughter went and who she's with. When we finally met each other in person, everything fell into place. The connection became reality. I knew for sure that I wanted to marry him. Felt right. She had met his stepbrother, but not his mother, not his daughter. We are getting married on July 4th. 
I would really like Shayla's mother knowing that I truly and sincerely do love her daughter. I'd like to believe that Robert and Shayla are truly in love, but if they are in love, why do they have to rush it? Well, now, we're going to talk to Robert later in the show, uh, but first, I want to talk to Shayla and her mom, Marty. Do you get the sense that your mother's concerned about how this is going? I definitely feel that she's concerned about how this is going. Do you get the sense that I'm concerned about how it's going? I do get the sense that you're concerned as well. Do you get the sense that the audience is concerned <laughs> about how the this is going? sound of the audience, yes. <laughs> Are you concerned about how this is going? So why is everybody concerned? Well, they're concerned because me and Robert have known each other, like you said, for 10 weeks. So, I mean, that's understandable because lots of people will date for years before they decide to get married. Would you like some good news? Yes. There's no correlation between long engagements and successful marriages. I agree. I agree. In fact, <laughs> people that are engaged for a long, long time doesn't really predict a good marriage. And my theory about that has just been, if it takes you that long to talk yourself or each other into it, it's probably not a good idea. Okay, so that's in the one extreme. That's good news, right? Yeah. So you just said, well, if long engagements aren't good, I'm gonna really fix this <laughs> and go to a really short engagement. But here's the problem. What do you not know about him? What do I not know? Yeah. Are I'm, you concerned that there might be things that you don't know? I'm not concerned because I know that, you know, once someone gets married or once me and Robert get married, that it's going to be an ongoing learning process about each other. I hope we never stop trying to learn about each other. How do you learn about other people? You ask lots of questions. Really? Okay, that's one way. You're concerned about this. Yes. You're just concerned you don't know enough about him? I, I don't know him at all. He could be okay, right? Yeah, I hope he's okay. <laughs> I mean, she could have just found the, the guy. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, what, what attracted to you about him? Was it the way he texted? Was it... <laughs> yeah, really was, speedy. <laughs> was it punctuation? Was it... What, what was it that really said, this is the guy I want dot in my eye? Is well, that... I mean, it's a whole bunch of things because... The way we met, it was kind of like an ongoing interview, just question after question, getting to know each other's character, personality, different situations he's been through, different things I've been through, you know. And then when we first met, it was online. So, of course, I liked his profile and information he had there and his pictures and his adorable daughter. And so it's a whole bunch of things combined in one. Would you agree that, that you learn a lot about somebody by interacting with them. Yes. And you don't have much of that. No. You only spent one weekend with them. Yes. But you agree that you learn by interacting. Do you, do you believe that you have learned by watching how people act in different situations? Yes. Like you observe them with their mother. Uh, you observe how they treat a waiter. You observe how they handle things when somebody cuts them off in traffic. You, <laughs> you observe... I mean, really, I mean, I've always said you should never marry anybody until you've seen them with the flu. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Really. Until they got something coming out their nose that's not supposed to, until you've seen them in their worst with their hair sticking up and 
Well, not my hair, but <laughs> somebody has to hear. You learn a lot by that, right? You I don't agree. really know those things now. You don't know. He could be an alcoholic, and you wouldn't know it, right? Well, I believe him when he tells me he's not. Well, that's the problem. Hmm. See, because talk is cheap. You don't know that he's not an alcoholic. I don't know that he is. I don't know him either. You don't know if he's a drug addict. Well, I'm taking him by his word. You don't know. Well, I know. That's my point. And do you expect that that's, that's not going to be on his resume, right? But even if we're on in On his person. profile, who are you? Well, I love kittens and puppies and I'm a drunk. And I, you know, <laughs> that, that's not what people put in their profiles, right? True. I mean, but you've never you seen that him. in person as well. You've never seen him. In, well, across time, if he was an alcoholic or a drug addict or a rageaholic or whatever, <laughs> you wouldn't know that about him yet. And you're saying, well, that's some of the fun of discovery, right? <laughs> right? You discover the good and the bad. Yeah, true. that's what we call dating. <laughs> well, hopefully in June, it'll be a month before we get married, I'll be able to spend that time with him. Yeah. Now, how long was it before you decided you were in love with him? Um, about three weeks. Okay. Had you met him by that time? No. And how long before you decided that you wanted to marry him? Be honest. Um, right away, like within the first two to three weeks. Before you met him? Correct. So you decided <laughs> you were going to marry this guy before you ever met him. And then going to visit him was kind of clarifying whether that was You were just true. confirming? Yeah, confirming. Okay, do you consider yourself desperate? No. You met somebody via the internet. You never met them. You just texted, typed with somebody via the internet, and you decided you were in love with them, never met them. They didn't bother you. I mean, ideally, Jill, I wouldn't have wanted to meet someone. What happened if you, like, really funny? <laughs> of course I had worries that before I went to go meet him. Okay, well, here are some things that I always want to know when you meet somebody over the Internet. And I bet you're going to want to know these same things, too. Mm -hmm. Did you see his house? I mean, what, what, kind of, what kind of housekeeper is he? Did you see his house? I haven't seen his house, but he told me he's in, he used to be a neat freak, but he's laid down a little bit. Okay, but you went to where he lives. <laughs> no, I didn't. You, you went to his town. I went to his town, but not, we, we didn't go to his house. You didn't see his house, but you were in his hometown. Well, we wanted it to be a special weekend, staying at a nice place. and. Yeah, but, you know, somewhere you decide, you know, you want to drive around a little bit. What kind of car do you drive? He has an Infiniti. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. <laughs> you didn't see his house, and you didn't see his car. He met you at the hotel you reserved and checked into. He reserved and checked us in. Uh huh. Did it strike you odd that he didn't take you to his house? No. Does it strike you odd now that I'm bringing it up? I mean, I, I would like to see his house sometime, but we didn't see it that weekend. You know, and I trust him. I asked him about the neighborhood and the area. And Did you like his mother? I haven't met his mom. Does she live in the town? She does. Let's take a break. <laughs> uh, next, Marty will talk to her daughter's fiancé for the very first time. You're going to get a chance to chat this guy up a little bit. Okay. We'll be right back.
Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil, their oldest daughter's behavior. She screams, cusses. Catherine brings complete dysfunction to the house. Is tearing their family apart. Do you feel neglected by your mother? She offers a lot of her attention to Catherine. She's my child. She's my responsibility. It's you and her against the world, right? They're living in a house divided. She has become a bully. You've got to take a new approach to this. That's tomorrow. Well, here's a text that Robert sent me on February 14th. Can I be 100% honest with you? I don't know how it happened, but even though we have never met, I feel as though I'm in love with you, Shayla. Here's a text message before we met in person. It's amazing. You can actually miss somebody that you've never met because I miss you. That message just melted me. Well, what happens when your family members are not exactly jumping for joy over your upcoming nuptials? Well, Marty here uh, is worried, and rightfully so, in my opinion, that her daughter Shayla is rushing into marriage with Robert, a man she met online 10 weeks ago. Now, she decided she was in love with him before she met him. She decided that she wanted to marry him before she met him. You just met him to confirm. I wanted to spend time with him, too. Right, okay. <laughs> now, Marty is hearing her future son-in-law for the first time ever today. We wanted him to be here, but he couldn't work it out. He's on the phone. Uh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Well, it's uh, good to talk to you. You apparently are a hell of a typist. I do what I can. <laughs> because you swept this girl right off her keyboard. Um, <laughs> Before you, before you ever met her, what was the first thing you wrote to her in a text message? The first thing I wrote to her in a text message, um, she had texted me first, and it was responding by, it's great to finally talk to you off this website, you know, tell me about you, what makes you smile, you know, just simple stuff. Right. Uh, are you a good guy? I'm a great guy. How do I like to think. How do we listen? I don't know that you're not seriously. I, I really don't. I'm the most non-judgmental person you've ever met when it comes to people. Although I have a hard time ignoring facts or the absence of them, so I really I don't think that you're a bad guy or not. I'm just curious. Are are you a good guy? Yes. Uh -huh. Do you live with your mother? No, sir. You you have your own house. Yes. Is it an apartment or a house? House. Why did you not? Uh, take Shayla by there and let her see a little bit about your environment, your existence. That was more out of, you know, a comfort level for her mother. I know her mother just kind of wanted her to be in a neutral zone, a hotel, just kind of away from those things. I just wanted to ease her mom's mind and let her know that my intentions are good and not, I'm not going to hurt her daughter. So it gave you great comfort to know that your daughter was meeting a stranger at a hotel. <laughs> halfway across the country as opposed to going to his home. Well, I, I, prob I probably would have been worried anywhere. Uh, Robert, what's the big rush? If, if I've always said about things that, you know, if I get ready to do something, certainly in most situations, Shayla, I felt like if it's a good idea today, it'll be a good idea a month from now. If it's a good idea today, it'll be a good idea, you know, down the road. Robert, what's the hurry? Why wait? to spend the rest of your life with the person you love. Well, why wait to spend the rest of life with the person you love? Uh, let me answer that question. 
first off, because she has a child. Uh, and this is a child that has been in three states in the last year. This Understood. is a child that has been in three elementary schools already, correct? And this is a child that doesn't need a revolving door of men in her life coming in, bonding with them, and then going out. So even though the two of you may feel like this is just free-spirited fun, the impact on a child is monumental if this is a misfire and is an excellent reason to have some, to, to, to use some prudence here, to be judicious in the way you un, unfurl this relationship. Now, you have a daughter, correct? Yes, sir. There are young people involved here, and it, it would seem to me that one would want to kind of be careful in how they proceeded just as responsible parents. That would be number one on my reason as to why you would want to wait uh, to get with the person you love until you worked out a few details. You know, when I met Shayla, I had no reservations with, would she be good to my daughter? You know, is this the kind of person I want around my daughter? You know, after getting to know her, I knew that she was somebody I wanted around my daughter. Well, you, you, you speculate that she is. You, you don't really know, right? I mean, this, this woman may be, for example, she may be incredibly jealous. She may haunt you and stalk you every time you leave the house. She may call you at work 20 times an hour. She may put a tracking device on your car. She may be jealous of your relationship with your daughter. She may be the woman from hell. <laughs> and you wouldn't know it, would you? I wouldn't, but I would welcome it. If she wants to sit outside my office window every day watching what I do, I'd be more than happy. Yeah. Well, my concerns about you just went way up. So we have to take a break. Now, are Robert and Shayla ready for marriage? Obviously, I think there's some work to do before they do, but the wedding is a few months away, so that doesn't mean they can't do what they need to do between now and then to get ready to do this. I'm curious if they're interested in knowing what that is and if they're willing to do the work. We'll be right back. I had a pretty good idea that my husband was having an affair. It was pretty blatant. I'm sexy, sassy. I'm everything your man wants. The PTA women may not like me, but that's their problem, not mine. Real women with real issues. They're getting ready to make some major changes. Introducing the Dr. Phil Housewives in two weeks. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, 
What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When Shayla first told me how she and Robert had met on an interracial dating site and that he lived in Atlanta, it flashed through my mind that why would he need to find my biracial daughter that lives in Arizona when he was certainly surrounded by beautiful black women in Atlanta. Now, Shayla's mother, Marty, spoke to her future son-in-law-to-be for the first time just a few minutes ago here on the show. Uh, Marty, anything you want to ask him? I just want to... You already asked him, is he a good guy? I just... I want to know that. I just don't want to be afraid that she'll be hurt or that she'll she'll end up moving to Atlanta and as you mentioned with my grandson and she won't have any family any friends there no support at all if things should start to go wrong Robert are you there yes sir um, have do you have any concerns that she's willing to marry you before she even met you because you think that that we've all got it wrong that that I'm thinking you got to get to know somebody before you marry them, and your theory is you marry them to get to know them. I mean, yes, sir. I mean, my, my position on that is is my brother, my sisters, they're all married, and they've spent, you know, six, seven years with their significant others. And, you know, now it's come to the point that they spend so much time together, they know everything about each other, and they just sit around the house looking at each other and start to, you know, pop out kids just for something else to do, new experience. Does it concern you that that he was willing to meet you without ever, marry you without ever meeting you. Did, did you wonder why a guy that's 28 years old is at a point in life where he would be so available that he would agree to marry somebody he hadn't even met? Did that concern you? Um, I mean, it doesn't concern me. I mean, of course, I thought the whole thing was crazy because I've never done anything like this before. So it kind of did seem unreal. So, but it didn't really concern me, but I definitely knew that going there to see him would confirm it for both of us. Uh, Robert, were you at all concerned that, that, that she was willing to marry you without even meeting you? I mean, just like anybody, yeah. I mean, I had reservations at first, but, you know, continuously talking to her, texting her, and then her being here, like she said, just confirmed that everything was what it seemed. It, it was just as good as we thought. Do you plan to spend time together before you get married? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, I was planning on coming out to Arizona in the next few weeks, you know, get the time off of work, come out there, and I definitely wanted to meet her mother, meet her sister, meet Dante, you know, meet her family, you know, and just let them gauge me, let them get to know me, see what I'm about, see the kind of person I am. Do you have any criminal background? <laughs> no. <laughs> You've never been arrested? Well, I mean, I had gotten into uh, a small thing with my daughter's mom. She wasn't receiving the child support that she thought she deserved, which nothing had been ordered. 
and she filed a warrant for me for abandonment of a minor child. Uh-huh. But that was quickly dismissed once the judge saw all the proof that I have been doing what I need to do. And when was that? That was uh, March 5th, March 4th. Uh, of this year? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. If you guys are going to get married, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that can be done that can improve the risk-reward ratio in this situation. You, you two need to negotiate a number of things that, that responsible folks do before they get married. Uh, you need to have understandings about geography and religion and boundaries and sexual expectations and families and problem solving and, and a whole lot of things that are put together in a, a, a premarital protocol that you can go through that improves your chances of really having a successful union here. If I made that available to you, would you be interested in, in doing it? Definitely. I'm definitely open to any kind of extra help, relationship help. I always want to be growing and learning before and after. Uh-huh. Robert, would you, would you be prepared to do some of those things that would, would I think, really improve your chances here? I mean, I'm definitely open to any, any type of avenue that needs to be taken to, you know, ease her mother's mind. You know, this is also about making her mother comfortable. With yeah, but it's not just about making her mother comfortable. Wouldn't you want to do anything that had a good chance of, of kind of paving the road for you before you pull onto it? Oh, yes, definitely. All right. Well, I'm going to make that available to you all, and then we'll see what happens, okay? Yes. All right. Okay, up next, she says her father is ruining her wedding day, and she will disinvite him if he doesn't change his ways. You're going to find out why when we come back. My dad is ruining my wedding, and it hasn't even happened yet. What I wanted to do was walk down the aisle alone and have my father and my stepfather meet me at the end of the aisle to give me away. My father thinks that my stepdad should have no part of my wedding. My dad said he cried about not being in the wedding. I don't think the crying is genuine at all. He can cry on a dime. I had a pretty good idea that my husband was having an affair. It was pretty blatant. I'm sexy, sassy, I'm everything your man wants. The PTA women may not like me, but that's their problem, not mine. Real women with real issues, they're getting ready to make some major changes. Introducing the Dr. Phil Housewives in two weeks. A tricky wedding etiquette question here. Christine is battling her biological father, Chris, about who is going to walk her down the aisle. That's why I'm involved in this, because it really involves a family dynamic. Chris is angry that his daughter wants him to share wedding responsibilities with her stepfather. My dad is ruining my wedding, and it hasn't even happened yet. He complained about the date, even though it's over a year away. The biggest issue that is stressing me out is over who's going to walk me down the aisle. 
What I wanted to do was walk down the aisle alone and have my father and my stepfather meet me at the end of the aisle to give me away. Since I told my dad my plan, he got really irrational. He freaked out. He was saying a lot of crazy things. He said he hoped he was in the hospital on my wedding day. My stepfather has been in my life for 18 years now. My father thinks that my stepdad should have no part of my wedding. My stepdad says whatever I decide to do is fine with him. He said he'll understand if I decide just to have my dad do it just to give him his way because it's my day and that's what I want. It hurts knowing my stepdad would want to sacrifice his happiness just to get my dad off my back. My dad said he cried about not being in the wedding. I don't think the crying is genuine at all. He can cry on a dime. My dad's negativity is ruining the day that I want to be full of happy memories. Well, Christine is here with me, and her father, Chris, joins us via Polycom video. Chris, thanks for uh, joining us. But let me start with you. Um, this is upsetting you to the point that your fiancé says you sometimes cry about this daily. Mm -hmm. What are you saying to yourself about this? That I just wish it wasn't going on. I wish this wasn't one of the issues I had to deal with before my wedding. And you have a, a biological father here, mm -hmm. and you, there was a divorce, and so your mother remarried, mm -hmm. and your stepfather has been actively in your life and in your home on a daily basis for 18 years? Yes. Okay. And so it's been that many years since your biological father was in your daily life, right? Yes. Okay. So you have a strong bond with your stepfather? I do. Do you get along with him well? Yes, not always. It's, he's still a father figure, so we argue sometimes, but. Sure. Um, do you love him? Oh, yes. Uh -huh. And do you respect him? Yes. Uh -huh. Do you feel like these 18 years have earned him a right to have a role in your wedding? Definitely. You see, my, my thinking about this, I think wedding, weddings are rituals that are very important and, and very significant and, and there are different elements to that ritual. One, it's kind of a rite of passage for you. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, you move into becoming a wife and probably a mother and, and, and different things. And then there are roles for the, the adults, the parents, uh, and we honor them through the ceremony, right? And one of the ways that you honor a father figure is that they walk you down the aisle and give you away. We honor the mothers by having them seated in a, in a honored position and they, they have a role. So we do different things. We, we honor our friends and relatives by being bridesmaids or groomsmen. And you want to honor your stepfather by having a role in your wedding, right? Yes. You think he's earned it? Yes. Um, and how do you feel about your biological father having a role? I think he should definitely have a role too. Uh-huh. Uh, I love him, he's my dad. I just feel they're both my dads. Uh -huh. I don't see biological and I don't see stepdad, they're both my dads. Okay. A at this point, your plan is to do what? Uh, I propose that I walk down the aisle alone um, about three quarters of the way is when both dads will meet me at the end and walk me the rest of the way and then give me away. Uh -huh. And Chris, you have objection to that, correct? 
Um, it was just sudden when she said that to me, and I just yeah. felt really rejected. It, like it really hurt me a lot. I just feel it's my job. Right. But it's not your wedding. Although it may be your job, it's not your wedding. This is your daughter's wedding, and hopefully it will be the only one she'll ever have. It's very important to her that this dream day, this, this, this rite of passage, this moment, will be what she feels in her heart uh, is the right thing in honoring the people in her life but you would rather assert your will and preference and need in this and ignore hers because why? It's just I have deep feelings about it and it's really affected me a lot and I just feel it should go to a point where I finish it from there. All right, well, we've got to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to at least tell you what I think about this to both of you um, and we'll... See if we can come to some kind of point of agreement. We'll be right back. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil, their daughter's behavior. Catherine screams, cusses. Is tearing their family apart. Do you feel neglected by your mother? She offers a lot of her attention to Catherine. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. 866-437-7445. Ever since I've been planning my wedding, his behavior has become worse. It hurts knowing that I can't talk to him about the wedding planning. Whenever I get really excited, I would want to call him, but I just know how it's going to end up. It's going to end up with us fighting. Whenever I tell him anything about the wedding, it's just another explosion. It's always something to make it about him, something for him to be unhappy about. So what do you do when an etiquette dilemma is causing a major family rift? Now, Christine and her father, Chris, are at odds over who should walk her down the aisle on her wedding day. Now, Chris says he'd be humiliated if he had to share the honor with Christine's stepfather. Now, Christine has threatened to disinvite Chris to her wedding if they cannot resolve this. Now, you know, I, we do shows sometimes about weddings and, and brides here because I get 10 million letters about it. Um, and I have some women that really go over the top. You seem to be more focused on the meaning of this wedding than you are on the frills, and which is really refreshing to me because you seem to be focused on the right things here. Do you think you are? Definitely. Um, Christine's fiance, Derek, uh, says his bride-to-be is completely stressed out and that if he was in her shoes, he would tell her father, this is what I want, and if you don't like it, don't come. Uh, you want everybody to be there and be happy, right? I do. But you, you think she needs to do what she wants to do? Absolutely. This is her special day. This, everything should be the way she wants it, and yeah. everybody should understand that. 
Yeah, and you understand you don't get much of a vote in all this, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I told her that from day one. I said, whatever you want, this is your wedding. If you yeah. want my opinion, I'll give it. Yeah, you just need to show up when you're told. That's right. Yeah. And my job is just to show up. Yeah, exactly. With a good attitude. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And he's got a good attitude about this, right? He does. Um, this isn't the only problem that, that you have with this wedding, right? You... You say that he has complained about the date, mm -hmm. that he's complained about the guest list. What do you make of that? Um, I'm kind of used to it. My, my dad does find a reason to complain about everything. So I'm just used to him complaining and being negative. Right. Chris, do you think that this is a time in your life that you might step up and give a real gift to your daughter of saying, you know what? This situation needs a hero. And I don't want to put my daughter in the middle. Um, I've let her know that I want to be a, an important part of this wedding. And I'm going to not be part of the problem. I'm going to be part of the solution here. I'm going to do what makes her happy in this situation. Is is that something that you can do or is that something that you just can't put your heart into because you think you would be embarrassed to have someone else involved in this wedding? Pretty much it's not the point of having someone else involved in the wedding whatsoever. It's just that one point that I feel that it's her day. I understand that. And I feel that I'm... It's, it's like I'm the only one being pushed aside well but you're not being pushed aside what what she's doing is saying there's a place in this wedding to honor certain people and I want to honor my biological dad even though he hasn't been in my daily life for 18 years um, even though uh, there's been someone else that was there during school and dating and paying bills and all of those sort of things. I have two men here that I want to honor. And I want them to walk beside me uh, to the altar because I have had two fathers. I do have two fathers. And it is the genuine, realistic way uh, that my life has been and I want my wedding to reflect that. I want to honor both of these men in my life. Uh, can you accept that and respect that? I think I could. Uh, and it would be a gift, wouldn't it? Yes. If you just said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to embrace the fact that I am so blessed to have a daughter that has the depth of character that she wants to honor the key people in her life. And I thank God that I'm one of those people and I don't begrudge the fact that I'm not the only one of those people. In fact, I am thankful that she has had people in her life that are worthy of being honored and I'm just glad to be one of them. Is that a position you could embrace and get behind? Yes, I could. Like the way you were talking there about, you know, she had the life at home with him because I wasn't there. And but there's also a life that she had with me. That's why you're going to both be there 
at this critical moment in her life. And I want you to be there as a positive, not as a negative. This is a time for you as a dad to step up and say, you know what? My gift to you is to get really happy about your plan and, and really be happy about it. Can you do that? I think I can. Will you do that? I will do that. Well, <laughs> okay. Up next, it's the audience term to ask me anything. Nothing is off limits. <laughs> we'll be right back. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by... Activon, powerful pain relief. Activon, for joint pain, muscle pain, arthritis, and backache. Activon, powerful pain relief. Activon, powerful pain relief. Travel consideration provided by... Then flossing? Yeah. Flossing is easier than you think with Dentech. No mess, no hassle. Dentech Floss Picks. Flossing made easy. I am getting ready for season number nine. And if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area and would like to see the Dr. Phil show in person, call 323-461-PHIL. Or you can go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience. The tickets are free and we have a great time here, right? Yes. Well, this year we have a new feature on the show. I've called this It's Your Turn, Dr. Phil. I mean, I put you guys up here, I ask you questions, I ask you to tell me the truth. So I said, I'm going to let you turn the tables on me and you can ask me things. So I have a stack of them here. Where's Kimberly? There you are. Uh, you said, what is your favorite thing about your new granddaughter? Yes. Oh, we don't have enough time. She's perfect. <laughs> I, listen, I've never had a little girl around at all. I, we had two boys. And you know, with them, you give them some tennis shoes, a t-shirt, some jeans, put a little dry food on the garage floor, <laughs> and you can leave. But I mean, she is so tiny and so delicate, but she's, um, she's really sweet already. Uh, don't you think? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, she is the most precious thing you have ever seen. I can't believe how just little feminine she is, and so she's just perfect. Oh, <laughs> she's precious. Okay, I love she her. Is. I love her. Okay. Um, then this is Cherie. Uh, what is your favorite meal that Robin prepares? Oh, wow. I don't know. What do, what do you think it is? I think what I prepare for you would be meatloaf and yeah. mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's got to be meatloaf and mashed potatoes because yes. she puts a lot of cheese and stuff in yes, it. it. I, I mean, your heart will stop while you're eating. <laughs> it's good, though. It's um, good. But it's really good. She's actually a pretty good cook. I am. If you can get her in the kitchen. <laughs> She's a pretty good cook. Uh, in the morning, what thoughts are in your head to inspire or motivate you to have a good outlook for the day? That's Sarah. I, I have a good outlook for the day every day. I really do, Sarah. I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm happy to wake up. Uh, I've been talking about my dad. My dad used to say he'd wake up in the morning and say, Good morning, Lord. And then after a while, he said he woke up and said, Good Lord, morning. <laughs> I made it. Uh, that's kind of the way I am. I wake up every morning and I have a really good attitude. I mean, Robin's there, the dog's there. I mean, it's just a happy time. I, I have a good attitude when I go into life. And a lot of problems come your way, but I guess that's okay. Uh, Frank says, How do you and Robin like being grandparents and are you babysitting yet? 
Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> we babysat for the first time. When was it? Um, Friday. But she came to uh, our home and she had off to grandma's on her little t-shirt. And yes, and so then I held her for two hours because um, Erica went home to take a shower. So I said, go, go, go. So I got to babysit. Yes. Well, and the minute and Erica left, Philip goes, I'm going to go play some golf. <laughs> we'll be right back. You can always stop by DrPhil.com 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There you'll discover more on today's show and learn life strategies. I want to thank all of my guests for being here today. If you're going to be in the Los Angeles area and you want to come to a taping of the show, all you have to do is call 323-461-PHIL. That's 323-461-7445, or you can go to DrPhil.com and click on Be in the Audience. The tickets are free, and we really have a lot of fun here, right? Yeah. Right? For more information on today's show, log on to DrPhil.com. Thanks for being here. So long. I want to thank all of my guests for being here today. If you're going to be in the Los Angeles area and you want to come to a taping of the show, all you have to do is call 323-461-PHIL. That's 323-461-7445, or you can go to DrPhil.com and click on Be in the Audience. The tickets are free, and we really have a lot of fun here, right? Yeah. Right? For more information on today's show, log on to DrPhil.com. Thanks for being here. So long. <laughs>